This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You know what I've noticed? What? Anytime there's like little sounds or things happening in here, it's when there's a funeral going on over there. Really? Yeah. I never noticed when there's a funeral going on over there. Yeah. Because some older gentleman gave me a hood nod as he was walking past my car. And was he a funeral. living person? He was. Well, oh. <laughs> Just wanted to make Maybe you think Maybe not. Hey, this is the Witch's Magic Murder Mystery Co- uh, uh, Podcast. podcast. <laughs> Here we are. I'm Megan. I'm Kara. <laughs> I have a mystery episode. Oh, yay. Okay. And I think this is one of the more upsetting oh. cases I've ever done. Oh, my gosh. And I, I did like, not expect it to be that way. I feel like that happens to you all the time. Yeah. So I didn't actually get this done until yesterday. And I have been trying to find yeah. what I was going to do my episode on. Okay. And I wanted to do a murder because I haven't done a murder in a right. while. And I read like three of the most disturbing murder cases. <laughs> did I you ever see my read. response? On that? Yeah, I, but then I, you answered it towards. But no, no, you did. So. If you're on the close friend circle on Instagram, if you're one of the Janets, that's one of the Patreon perks. I told you guys. I summarized it really quickly for you because I was like, "Listen, I'm not going to cover this. It's too disturbing. No. I don't want to read any more mm-hmm. about it." But I, I now know this, and I need to share it with you. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> need. So to, disturbing. I kind of need to look into it a little. I'll more. send you the link. Yeah. I really thought this case was going to be interesting, but not necessarily disturbing. And I was wrong. Oh, no. It's a mystery, not a murder. Oh, but still. I almost feel like it's a roundabout murder, honestly. Murder mystery. But we're going with mystery. Okay. Let's just do it. Let's dive in. Okay. It is December 2015. Otto Warmbier is a commerce and economics major at the University of Virginia. Okay. He's 21 years old, and he's about to go spend the spring semester studying abroad in Hong Kong, which sounds amazing. Yeah. What a cool thing to do. Oh, yeah. But first, he wants to have an adventure. Okay. And before Hong Kong, that's not an adventure. (laughs) He wants to do something that's not like for school, something for fun. Gotcha. And he hears about this Chinese company called Young Pioneer Tours that says it offers, quote, Budget travel to destinations your mother would rather you stay away from. Oh. That's that's your tagline? Oh. <laughs> As a mother, I'm annoyed. As a mom, I say no. I'm and putting my foot down. I don't care if you're 21. I say no. That's how he ends up signing up for a five-day, four-night New Year's party tour to North Korea. Oh, gosh. Which is like the last place I would think of as... You can't put New Year's party, party in North Korea no. in the same sentence, even. No. I didn't think. So, just real quick. Taking a party bus to... Oh, my God. I don't know a whole lot about North Korea. Right, correct. I same. learned more from this story. Mm-hmm. I also watched a YouTube video from another guy who 
he also had used Young Pioneer Tours and he was just doing like a little like vlog kind of oh. his trip daily. And it, you know, yeah, it's just all I know about North Korea is that I'm afraid of it. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want anyone you that all I'd can love do to you. go near there. Yeah. No, no. you shouldn't. Right. <laughs> don't well, don't there. come at us because we're <laughs> saying this is what I'm yeah. saying. Oh, that's another thing I did want to make clear <laughs> at the beginning here. When I say North Korea, I'm referring to the North Korean government right yeah not the north korean people yeah because i believe the north korean people are people victims yeah you know they're being oppressed for sure in mm-hmm. my opinion i don't know do we just say it's alleged i have no idea. right that's why i said don't come at us <laughs> but i'm definitely not trying to um trash the people who live there and can't leave definitely talking about anytime i just say north korea i mean the government okay right. okay so let's talk about Otto. The NKG. Yeah. <laughs> Otto was kind of your stereotypical good kid, from what I can tell. He'd grown up in Ohio, the oldest son of Fred and Cindy Warmbier. He planned to be an investment banker mm-hmm. once he graduated from college. A little Wall Street action. When you see pictures of him, he's clean cut and good looking. In high school, he had been a star athlete in swimming and soccer. Oh, man. He was the salutatorian. Jeez. Homecoming king, prong king. Everything. Wow. He was a math whiz, super smart, just like us. You know? Yeah, we're so good at math. Mm-hmm. And here's what someone wrote about him. That he's a polymath? <laughs> <laughs> they were saying like how charismatic and popular and mm-hmm. charming he was. And then it says, quote, but Otto still felt like everyone's friend in our small town oh. of Wyoming, Ohio, given his non-discriminatory friendliness. Oh, what a sweet guy. His friend said that he prioritized school and family over everything else, oh, wow. even once he got to college. Jeez. When he wanted to go to North Korea, mm-hmm. his parents weren't crazy about the idea. Oh, and even the U.S. State Department advised against it. Oh, wow. But this is Otto, the good kid. And it's like. Well, nothing bad's going to happen right. to me. What's the worst that could happen? Right. Oh, He's God. smart. He could take care of himself. Yeah. He'll be fine. So. In late December of 2015, Otto boards a plane to Pyongyang, which I believe is the capital. Okay. It's at least like the only city I've heard of in North Korea. Yeah. So that's why so it, has it, the capital. <laughs> it has to be. It has to be. That must be it. <laughs> um, when the group lands in North Korea, their cameras. How many were with them? Do you know? You know, I, I, I don't yeah. know. I didn't see that. It was just people. And it was people of different ages because okay. his roommate I read was like in his 40s. Oh, okay. And you know. Yeah. Otto's 21. 21. Yeah. So it wasn't just college students. It was just whoever wanted to go party. Yep. Okay. So when the group lands in North Korea, their cameras were confiscated and their smartphones were searched for anything that might be considered subversive to the North Korean government. They stayed at a hotel called the Alcatraz of Fun, which I'm like, what? Why does that exist? (laughs) Who came up with that? And it's called that because it's on an island off of the mainland. So they're like, Alcatraz. But I'm like, that's not No, don't. Especially in North Korea. What? (laughs) No. Jokingly, something called a prison. Oh, my gosh. This hotel had five restaurants, a bar, a sauna, a massage parlor. Alcatraz? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) And a bowling alley. Oh, Otto was assigned a roommate, which I already told you, uh-huh. this British guy named Danny Gratton, and they immediately hit it off. For the first few days of the trip, Otto and the rest of the people in his group got to see the sites that North Korea allowed them to explore. Oh, One article I read described this as, quote, sites curated especially for mm-hmm. foreign tourists. Yeah. And I've heard about this it's kind like of thing before. Yeah. yeah, where they 
want to portray a certain mm-hmm. image to outsiders. And yeah. They don't want you to know right. what it's yeah. really like. I don't remember what documentary I watched that had that, but yeah. So some of the things he got to see was a seized U.S. spy ship, <laughs> statues of North Korean dictators. Wait, was he like, I'll take it back. I'll right. Take it home with me. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to joke there. No. Um, yeah. A 47-story tower of Western luxuries. He even oh. threw snowballs with local North Korean children. Oh, that's horrible. It just made me think about North Korean children and like, oh. They probably didn't want to do that. They probably are forced to do that on the Or, or maybe, maybe it's fun for it them and they get a break fun. from doing whatever. It's my opinion. Don't come at me, North Korea. We don't want to anger North Korea. No. I did have that thought when I was writing this episode. I was like, am I going to make North right. Korea mad? I know. Anytime we hit the top charts in like whatever country, I'm like, oh, God, did we say something bad? I know. I always wonder, like, wonder what made them listen all yeah. of a sudden. Anyway, so his trip's going well. So far, so good. Right? Yeah. Then, toward the uh, end of the trip, there's the New Year's Eve party. Right. In oh, yeah. Pyongyang's That's there for. main square. Mm-hmm. And then everybody goes back to the hotel. And they kind of split up. Once they get there, um, some went to the bar, some went to the bowling alley. Danny said later that there was like a two-hour window where they can't really account for Otto. They don't know where he was. Hmm. But when Danny got back to their hotel room at 4.30 in the morning, Otto was there asleep. Oh. So maybe he had just been asleep. Yeah. The whole time. Who knows? But not according to North Korean authorities. Hmm. They had CCTV footage of a person tearing down a propaganda poster in a restricted area of the hotel. The poster said, quote, let's arm ourselves strongly with Kim Jong-il's patriotism. The act of misusing, harming, or stealing such items is considered a serious crime in North Korea. Mm -hmm. It's super grainy footage. The person is unidentifiable. But North Korea says that's Otto Warmbier. Hmm. On January 2nd, 2016, the Young Pioneer Tour Group is getting ready to board their plane to leave North Korea and head back to China when North Korean officials tap Otto on the shoulder and lead him away from the group. Oh. And Danny, his roommate, you know, Mm -hmm. he made this joke where he was like, well, that's the last time we'll see you. Oh, my gosh. And Otto's like, ah. Oh, no. Yeah. (gasps) Back in the States. Otto's parents had no idea what was going on. It sounds like there was a period of time where they really weren't even sure where Otto was. Like they'd heard because people saw that Mm -hmm. he had been taken away before he got on the plane. But it took until late January for the North Korean government to confirm that they had arrested Otto. What? And then a month later, Otto was on TV. It was a televised confession in which Otto, dressed in a suit, is standing in front of two oversized portraits of North Korea's supreme leaders, Kim Il-sung and Kim Jong-il. He said he had attempted to steal the propaganda poster as a trophy for a Methodist church back home to, quote, harm the work ethic and motivation of the Korean people. What? Otto thanked the North Korean government for, quote, the opportunity to apologize for his crime to beg for forgiveness, and to beg for any assistance to save my life. <gasps> he said it's, he regretted his actions and begged to go home. He cried. It's really hard to watch. Uh, yeah. I have made the single worst decision of my life, he said, but I am only human. <sighs> Here's the thing. Otto was Jewish. He had nothing to do with any Methodist right. church, which suggests that the confession wasn't 
Well, his own words. Methodist church want that. Yeah. No. I mean, none of it makes sense. Mm-mm. I don't think that any church would encourage you to steal anything. In March of 2016. So, you know. A while. He's been there mm-hmm. a few months. Otto was sentenced to 15 years of hard labor for crimes against the state. Oh, my gosh. Now, back in America, obviously, as soon as they found out that North Korea had arrested Otto, mm-hmm. there starts to be a big push to get Otto sent back home. And that yeah. was like 2015-16. So, it's the end of the Obama administration mm-hmm. going into the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. So, there was like a lot going on yeah. over the changeover. Right. It took over a year. But in June of 2017, Otto finally gets to go home. Okay. Thank God. Yeah. Right? My gosh. Nightmare's it's been over. a long time. Poor guy's been traumatized. Mm-hmm. But it's not really over. He doesn't? When Otto arrived back in the States. So he does arrive. Okay. He was, according to one of the doctors who took care of him, in a state of unresponsive wakefulness. <gasps> Meaning he still possessed basic reflexes, but showed no signs of awareness. It's like they did a lobotomy on him. He couldn't speak, but there was some spontaneous eye opening and blinking. Oh my gosh. Two North Korean doctors stated that Otto had arrived at the hospital this way the day after his trial ended. Oh. And they showed thick handwritten charts and several brain scans as proof. The brain scans revealed that Otto had suffered extensive brain damage. (gasps) Hospital staff said that he had come into the hospital unresponsive, again, the day after he was sentenced. Oh, my god! They'd had to resuscitate him, then give him oxygen and put him on a ventilator, or he would have died. He'd never even made it to the labor camp. Oh, my gosh. Imagine this whole time, everyone has been fighting to get him home with no idea of what kind of shape he was in. And even the guy who was like on the North Korean side negotiating with Uh our government, he said he didn't know. And the, and whoever the guy was on our government was like, I believe him. Yeah. He didn't know until right toward the end. Oh, my gosh. And really. Can when, you imagine his fear? Oh. And when that was communicated, when they were like, he's actually in a coma, that's actually what the big push was at that point was like, you have to send him home. Yeah. Now. Yeah. You know. And it took some haggling, but they finally did. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine that med flight on the way home? Oh. Yeah, they were, like, so happy to get him out of there, but then they were like, but now we have to give you to your parents like this. Yeah. One of the guys talked about how they, like, cradled him Mm. like it was his own son, like, on that, and was just, like. I bet they did. And tried to be, like, you're free. We we got you out of there. You're going home. Oh, my gosh. But. As if he could understand. Hopefully. Who knows what he was aware of. Right. Oh, my gosh. So, just before he got home, officials told Otto's mom. That he'd been in a coma for months. Like, she kind of learned it along with them, right? Oh, God. And when she asked about his brain function, she was told that he appeared to have severe brain damage. Still, she and her husband were like, he's probably in a medically induced coma. Maybe we could work with him and rehabilitate him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a smart kid. He'll bounce back. But then, they finally see him. Oh, God. Fred, who is Otto's dad, said that as he walked up the airplane stairs, even over the roar of the engines, he could hear what he described as a guttural, inhuman howling. And he didn't know what it was until he stepped inside the plane, and it was Otto. He's strapped to a stretcher, and he's just wailing and jerking against his restraints. He doesn't know what's happening. Cindy, Otto's mom, said that her son's arms and legs were totally deformed, and I'm assuming what she means by that is because he's been laying in a hospital bed for a year. Yeah. And so, you know, he was an athlete. Yep. 
and oh, now he's just, is just wasted yeah. away. Um, oh, his baby. once wavy brown hair had been buzzed off. Oh no. He was on a feeding tube. My God. Two of his bottom front teeth had been like pushed in toward the back of his mouth. Oh my gosh. So it's like they were just crooked. <gasps> yeah. Like he had something placed in his mouth for that. And I don't know if it oh, was just, God. he had, you could tell that he had had a tracheotomy at some point oh, yeah. to help him breathe, mm-hmm. but he was off of that now. Like you, they could see the scars. So it's yeah. like he had gone into the hospital a certain way, but he'd improved enough to be able to breathe yeah. on his own. Which oh seems good, but yeah. he's not really there. No. Otto's sister ran from the plane, screaming. Oh, God. Her mom ran after her. Fred hugged his son, telling him he'd missed him, and he was so happy to have him home. Oh, God. Otto's eyes remained wide open and blank. And he just kept wailing. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't want to imagine the trauma that's going through his brain that's just like re- replaying All of them. over and over and over again. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Otto was taken by ambulance to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Within 48 hours, he had a fever of 104 degrees. When doctors confirmed to Fred and Cindy that their son would never be cognizant again, they allowed his feeding tube to be removed. Otto died six days after returning home. Oh, my God. Surrounded by his family. He was 22 years old. Oh, my God. Poor baby. That poor family. Yeah. So horrible. And the pictures. Oh, yeah. No. Because you see pictures of him before. Yeah. And he's yeah, just, yeah. like I said, happy college student. Yeah. He's exactly who you picture when you're like all yeah. American. Yeah. Good kid, successful oh, guy. God. Yeah. And then you see the pictures of him when he came home. Mm-hmm. And it's just. No. But the big mystery is we don't know what happened to him to put him to in get that him to state. that point. Yeah. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo. Uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay, so I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately Mm -hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's right. gonna be so tangled not with this one nice. and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o-beauty.com 
using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Summer is the season of hot temperatures, outdoor adventures, and refreshing water activities. Summer is also the season of rough on your feet, causing dry, cracked heels and toes. Introducing Babyfoot, the original exfoliation foot peel that contains 16 natural extracts formulated to remove dead skin cells in three easy steps. Apply the booties, relax for an hour, then wash your feet. In 14 days, you've got baby smooth skin and your feet have never been softer. Letting dead skin cells build up over time is hazardous to your foot health. Our professional-grade DIY products, like our original exfoliation foot peel, our men's foot peel, or our moisturizing mask, are some of the best foot care products on the market, created with your foot health in mind. Pamper yourself with a spa day from the comfort and convenience of your own home with Babyfoot. If you want a chemical-free, easy-to-use exfoliating process from the company that created the original foot peel, it's time to treat yourself to Babyfoot. Go to babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24 and get 20% off your first order with Babyfoot. That's babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24. So North Korea says they had not abused Otto in any way. Oh, they didn't. Their explanation was that Otto had contracted botulism and suffered an allergic reaction to whatever medicine they had given him. Hmm. A medical examination here by American doctors showed that he had fallen into a coma due to lack of blood and oxygen to his brain possibly due to cardiac arrest. Mm. And they can tell that because both sides of his brain were clearly damaged at the same time. Okay. And they can tell that that is from like the lack of okay. blood and oxygen. Yeah. One article said that doctors believe that the cardiac arrest had been triggered by respiratory arrest. So he stopped breathing mm. and then his heart right. had Freaked a heart attack. Yeah. So they found no evidence of botulism, mm-hmm. but the medical examination also didn't show any signs that Otto had been beaten. Hmm. His parents believe he was physically tortured while being held captive. Here's what we know from other Americans who'd been held captive in North Korea. Okay. One said he was interrogated for up to 15 hours a day by government officials trying to get him to confess to whatever they wanted him to confess to. Hmm. Another said she was kept in a five by six foot windowless cell. Oh my God. Another one recalled being on a concrete floor in a room no bigger than a dog's house. These are the types of things that freed Americans have reported dating back to the 1950 to 53 Korean War. But there haven't been a bunch of stories about North Korea physically abusing Americans. Mm -hmm. Here's a quote. North Korea is known to have detained 16 American citizens since 1996, including three who are still in custody Mm -hmm. as of the time of the article. Mm -hmm. They have been subjected to varying degrees of mental abuse, but less often physical torture. But if they didn't physically abuse him, then why lie? Like, why make up the botulism story? Right, exactly. A senior American official said that the U.S. obtained intelligence reports that Otto had been repeatedly beaten. But after reading more about that, there's this really great GQ article that's in my show notes. You guys should read Mm -hmm. it. It does a super deep dive into all of this. And it seems like that intelligence report is a little questionable. Okay. So U.S. officials were able to see Otto's hospital records. Remember, I read the thick handwritten records? From North Korea. It's called the Friendship Hospital. The first brain scan was done in April of 2016, right after his trial. Okay. So if he had been repeatedly beaten, when did that happen? Because before his trial, we've seen videos of him 
Yeah. And there were no signs of physical damage. Right. Plus, there's the thing where after Otto died, a coroner found no evidence of physical beatings. Yeah. And then apparently, according to GQ, the entire public case of Otto being beaten comes from a single anonymous official who spoke to the New York Times. Mm. So it just makes you wonder. Yeah. If it's accurate. Right. I'm also not going to pretend, you know, it's completely impossible that North Korea falsified those hospital records. That and also, like, what if those videos were just pre-recorded from day one and they just had several and made him change outfits and do whatever. And then after that, I would assume that they had. So we have no jurisdiction over there, mm-hmm. but Sweden does. Mm-hmm. That's how it currently is. I, that may be how it is now. But Sweden, yeah. uh, the Sweden consulate is who's supposed to help Americans when you're over mm-hmm. there. And even they still can't do much for you. Right. But I would assume that we would have had some people who were there in the courtroom at the yeah, time that's true. to sort of verify. That's true. But still, North Korea had him for a year. They had plenty of time. Right, they wouldn't exactly. let anybody see him mm-hmm. for a long time. So there's time they could have falsified those records. Yeah. That's totally on the table. And maybe they've been verified another way. I don't mm-hmm. know. I never read anything that said that it was. But we still have, even without the records, the thing where the American doctors said, and the coroner who examined him after he died, they, they all said there was no evidence mm-hmm. of physical beatings. Right. I think it would be easy to look at Otto. He went to North Korea fine. Mm-hmm. He was fine on all the videos leading up to his sentencing. Mm-hmm. And then he's in a coma. Right. So the natural assumption is North Korea did something. Yeah. And I mean, in my opinion, of course they did. But I just don't think we can definitively say it was right. a physical beating. Yeah, what it was. Yeah. His family absolutely believes he was physically beaten. And they've been through enough, so I don't want to be right, like disrespectful yeah. to them yeah. by disagreeing. Yeah, the U.S. government also pushed this theory, and there's some discourse that they used this North Korea beat up a completely innocent American college student thing to gain political ground. Right. Like one expert in North Korea is quoted as saying, "I don't believe Otto was physically tortured. The campaign to make Otto a symbol of North Korea's cruelty was psychological preparation to justify military operations." Mm. It's important to note that none of the experts that GQ talked to could disprove the intelligence reports that said Otto had been beaten. Okay. It also doesn't seem like they could prove them. Right. Exactly. There's a theory that whoever initially made that report didn't lie on purpose, Mm -hmm. if they lied at all. Mm -hmm. They just saw the state Otto was in. And was just like, And they made the assumption. Yeah. He had to have been beaten really badly. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And let's not get it twisted. I'm not defending North Korea. (laughs) Like I said, Otto was perfectly fine when he entered the country, a healthy, vibrant young man full of life. And then he comes out of that country on a feeding tube, Mm -hmm. unable to communicate or respond to any verbal commands. I believe that North Korea is absolutely responsible for that change. But how did they contribute to that? That's the question. I find this. I just wouldn't have expected this. North Korea bills itself as a righteous nation that respects international norms. (laughs) Of course, (laughs) clearly. They so do, yeah. Besides that, the North Korean government typically uses American prisoners as bargaining chips when dealing with the United States government. Mm -hmm. American prisoners have value to the North Korean government as long as they're kept in pretty good shape. Mm -hmm. So this is why they're generally not. Yeah, yeah. Robert R. King, a former State Department Special Envoy for North Korean Human Rights Issues. That's a a long title. Long title. He said, quote, there seems to be a general attitude of not using physical violence against Americans, although they don't appear unwilling to use psychological tactics and that sort of thing. Which is almost worse in some cases. This situation with Warmbier is likely something that happened that they did not intend. 
But there have been cases yeah. of physical torture. In 2009, a Christian missionary named Robert Park was caught walking across the North Korean border from China waving a I Bible. I remember this, t- this story. He said he was subjected to torture so horrific that he begged for death. Mm. Several North Korean women surrounded me, he said, and did the worst thing to me to try to make me commit suicide. He said they beat his genitals with a club. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he wanted to die. Ugh. But then there are all these other stories from American detainees who were like, it wasn't so bad. I was able to read emails from my family. One guy got to keep his iPad for a while after he'd been captured so he could listen to music and stuff. One woman talked about how they'd hospitalized her whenever she was sick and they took really good care of her. So, like, why are you picking and choosing? One of these detainees said that he could tell that the North Korean officials were concerned about their image abroad Mm -hmm. and that they were very concerned about the health of the Americans in their custody. They didn't want anyone to die on their watch. He said that's why the Otto Warmbier Warmbier case is so unusual. He also said that the North Koreans have traditionally not wanted to keep Americans if there's a possibility of having a health issue. Hmm. And they did talk about how, you know, he's been in a hospital bed for a year. Right. And his skin was in perfect condition. There were no bed sores, no, no breakdown at all. Yeah. Like they could tell. That they took care of his body. Like round the clock care. They yeah. took very good care of him in the hospital. Huh. So it's just interesting. Like, do you have a... Would they have beaten him? You know? Yeah. Okay. So all I've been talking about so far is the question of physical torture. Right. But that's not to say they don't use psychological torture, oh, as we yeah. mentioned here a couple of times. Human rights abuses within North Korean prison camps have been well documented. One article said that they were among the worst places in the world. Oh, my gosh. One North Korean woman who survived her time there after spending three years at a low-level camp for trying to flee the country said that she saw six to eight prisoners die every day. Oh, my gosh. Every day. Yeah. Because as a North Korean prisoner, you're not treated well. You're beaten daily. You're given like rations of food, but you're mm-hmm. basically starving. She said they would be so hungry they would catch mice to kill and mm-hmm. eat. Yeah. The prospect of spending 15 years in a North Korean prison camp would be psychologically damaging enough. Oh my gosh. For yeah. a young man who is yeah. definitely smart enough to know how bad it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And then you add the mental abuse that I believe was undoubtedly laid upon him by the North Korean government uh, in that time period from when he was arrested before he was sentenced. Yeah. And we know what that probably looked like based on accounts from other Americans who'd survived it. They talked about being repeatedly told the U.S. government had forgotten about them, didn't care about them, and how they were given like zero hope of ever being free again. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times they had no idea they were even about to be freed until about an hour before they were sent home. Oh, my gosh. So one former detainee said, being imprisoned was lonely, isolating, and frustrating. I was on trial for all of America. So I had to accept that I had no control and there was no way I could get out of the impending punishment. I can't imagine. No. The terror. And well, especially if he didn't do that. Also, Even do, if he had done that, right. he took a poster off a wall. Exactly. Also, do you think that the fact that he was like the epitome of like physical health, that they didn't like that too? I don't know. We do know that North Korea denied Otto any contact with the outside world, even before the sentencing, when we know he was okay. they he found was something on his phone? I don't know. Or did he see something? Yeah. Like he could have accidentally seen something he wasn't supposed to see. Yeah. His only break from the interrogations was likely watching North Korean propaganda films. The psychological trauma endured by previous detainees has been known to cause crushing depressions and even driven some to attempt suicide. And some of them succeeded. There were a few 
accounts I read of people who came home and just had such severe PTSD that they couldn't live with it. Oh my gosh. Here's another direct quote from one of the articles. In the footage of his news conference confession, Otto looked physically healthy, but as he sobbed for his freedom, he was obviously in extreme mental distress. Right. Two weeks later, in mid-March, as Otto was filmed after being sentenced to 15 years of hard labor, his body still looked whole, but his expression was vacant, and he had to be supported by two guards as he was dragged out of the courthouse, Mm -hmm. as if the life had drained out of him. Yeah. Just the terror. The GQ article lays out a decent case for the theory that after two months of imprisonment while waiting for his sentencing, two months of hearing that the American government couldn't help him. Oh my he probably thought he'd lost everything and had no hope of ever up. getting out of North Korea. Yeah. That Otto may have attempted to die by suicide. Oh. And if you think about that, uh-huh. if he were to say have attempted to hang himself, mm-hmm. that would cut off his oxygen brain. Yeah. And could have led to yeah. cardiac arrest. If this is true. Mm-hmm. His parents do not support this theory at all. They dismiss it completely. Okay. I'm sure that the son they knew. They couldn't imagine that he would ever do such a thing. Right, yeah. I just don't know that anyone could judge what it would be like to be, to be held prisoner of, yeah. by North Korea. Yeah. And what that could do to a person psychologically. Yeah. And the thing is, we're never going to know what happened to Otto. Poor baby. The only thing I'm personally sure of is that it wasn't botulism. Right. And another thing is if he had attempted to die by suicide, I believe that that's still something North Korea would have covered up. Mm-hmm. Because in a way... It's like they should have been watching him closer. Right, exactly. If he was able to do it's that, be their fault. that's still their yeah. fault. Mm-hmm. And also the psychological torture they put him through to, get to, to drive him to that yeah. point, especially when his parents are just like, absolutely not. Yeah, right. And again, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm yeah. just like, if it did, yeah, it we're just fit. making assumptions. There's this quote from the GQ article that I really loved because it's so relatable here, but it's also like, you know how I've said several times on this podcast that the media tells us what they want us to believe. Yeah. And this says that more eloquently. Okay. <laughs> in the absence of proof, we all have to choose what we want to believe about Otto's tragedy. And in this political age where truth seems enslaved to the agendas of the powerful, it is important to consider what story we believe and why. After all, the stories we tell ourselves and others shape our own fates and those of nations, the world, and other people's children. Hmm. If there's any bright side, it's this. I told you what Otto was like when his parents first saw him on the plane, mm-hmm. wailing in agony, very uncomfortable. But within a day, that had all changed. Oh. He calmed down. Within a day, the countenance of his face changed, the warm beer said. He was home, and we believed that he could sense that. He uh, was finally at peace. Poor baby. I hope so. Yeah, I do too. I did go to the U.S. Department of State website to see what it currently says for Americans regarding travel to North Korea. Oh, yeah. Here's exactly what it says. Okay, perfect. Do not travel to North Korea due to the continuing serious risk of arrest and long-term detention of U.S. nationals. Exercise increased caution to North Korea due to the critical threat of wrongful detention. All U.S. passports are invalid for travel to, in, or through the DPRK unless specially validated for such travel under the authority of the Secretary of State. Special validations are granted only in very limited circumstances. And then it gives you more information of how to apply for that if you still want to go. Oh, my gosh. The U.S. government is unable to provide emergency services to U.S. citizens in North Korea as it does not have any diplomatic or consular relations with North Korea. Sweden serves as the protecting power for the United States in North Korea, providing limited emergency services. 
Oh my gosh. The North Korean government routinely delays or denies Swedish officials access to detained U.S. citizens. And then it says, there's more. If you do receive a special validation to travel to North Korea, just don't use it. <laughs> it says draft a will and designate appropriate insurance beneficiaries and or power of attorney. Oh my gosh. Discuss a plan with loved ones regarding care and custody of children, pets, <gasps> property, belongings, non-liquid assets, funeral wishes, etc. It's basically like if you, you are, do get to go, you're going to die. Prepare to not come home. <gasps> oh, like just in case. Be ready. My gosh. I, I can't. No. Yeah. I just think it's so heartbreaking. He was just trying to have a fun trip before he went to Hong Kong. Yeah. And the pictures, there's a picture of the group. They probably had like 10 or 11 people in it. I don't know if that was mm-hmm. the whole group or not. It's just like, you know, you remember in college and going on a trip yeah. and meeting people and you're mm-hmm. all like, hey, you know, yeah. he's yeah. got his mouth all wide open yeah. and smiling oh, and they all look so happy. happy about it. And the fact that none of them knew any different when they were leaving, they weren't just thinking, oh, well, let's wait for him. And that one guy who was like, this is the last time we'll ever see you. Oh, like, oh poor guy. I bet he hates that he said yeah. that. Yeah. Like, it just, I'm sitting here thinking, like, did they find something on his phone? Did he, like, chit-chat with some of the kids and, like, find something out? Or did he, like, talk to a local and find something out? Or, did like, I don't, I don't know. How, what happened? You know, what? I told you that when I was researching this, I found the article of that other guy who, yeah. like, the vlog. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I'm getting ready to walk across Friendship Bridge, which is, like, what you mm-hmm. cross to go into the, across the border. And he was like, I don't know if I'll be able to film there because it's the border. You know, right. But. I know that they're going to take my passport because like basically they give you like a tourist passport basically, okay. but they take yours when you get there. And I'm like, that would be the most terrifying, so thing, terrifying knowing that I may not be able to get back out of here. But it also made me wonder if they take it and go research uh-huh. everybody yep. and figure out what's your backstory. Who could we take? Who would be valuable mm-hmm. to us to keep? Yeah. I don't know. Right. That's true. Right. But I don't know that it isn't. (laughs) Right. Exactly. This is just our guesses. So please don't come at us. So that's it. It's so sad. That poor family. Oh, my God. Don't travel to North Korea. No, don't ever. We don't approve. Okay. We love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye.